Hello, my friends. Today we are talking to Ryan and Josh, the CEO and CTO at X-Team, and we discuss the incredible uniqueness of the culture that they are building, how they create micro-challenges and bounties to keep remote developers energized, and the benefits of prioritizing consistency over intensity. All of this right here, right now, on the Modern CTO Podcast. Here we go. This is the Modern CTO Podcast. Hi, Joel. How you doing, my friend? Good. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey, hey. What up, Ryan? How's it going, Joel? Great to see you, man. Dude, is that an is that an owl? Is that like a purple owl on your shirt? Uh, owl is a great idea. This no, is uh, this is a uh, it's actually a were bear. <laughs> it's, a, it's a werewolf slash bear. That is correct. Uh, which means that it's a man who can turn into a bear at night. Uh, X-Team has these houses uh, in its community. So kind of like Game of Thrones, right? You have the, the house uh, and each of them has a sigil. And so this is, the, uh, this is House Nightclaw. And uh, this is their, uh, their sigil, which is this awesome bear guy. Uh, but the cool thing about the houses is they, they, they come together, they do all these competitions uh, and they're always basically competing for survival. And so uh, we, we just lost a house a few weeks ago, unfortunately. It's very sad times. So but, what uh, happens when you lose the house? <laughs> <laughs> the people stay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, no, it's a cool thing. I mean, that's, that's the thing we've been doing. You know, we've, we've been remote for a decade now, so, or more than a decade now. So you figure out ways to bring the energy back, to make things interesting, to create micro communities within a much larger community which is all the kinds of things you normally get with an office, but uh, you, you know, you have to intentionally do it in some way remotely. And so because we're all geeks, we're all developers doing houses uh, works out quite well for us. I've never seen that, but I love it. Is there like a list of the houses on your website? You know, I'm not sure that we have it explicitly on the site. Our blog is filled with, you can go back and uh, look for any of the seasons because basically they're broken into seasons that they compete. Uh, just look for any of the past season reviews and you'll see some of the other houses competing there. Uh, the, the one that just died, unfortunately, is called uh, Steel Fire. It's like a dra- it's a mechanical dragon. Really cool uh, house. I'll have to go wear that later. This is quite possibly the most interesting thing I've ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> I want to know more. How did, what, under what metrics do they compete? Yeah, so... A, gr- a good classic one is uh, steps. So we, we have, the competitions are called versus. So we have versus steps, right? And so steps, it's a 24-hour competition. Um, and, and it's really important that it's 24 hours so that everyone around the world, because we're in 50 plus countries, has a chance to uh, participate. But basically, you got 24 hours, log as many steps as you can on your step tracker, post it to the Slack channel, uh, and then we tally them all up. And whoever, whichever house has the most uh, steps for the day, basically wins that competition, earns their points, earns their resources for their house, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and then, yeah, so what's that? We do like arcade, we do like Pac-Man, we'll do Space Invaders, we'll do, um, we're doing like a Battle Royale within Slack this upcoming season, which is a really cool Slack bot we made. Um, yeah, there's all sorts of competitions. 
just we try try to keep things fresh, try to keep things interesting. All about bringing the energy as much as we can every week. Did you get your start as a game designer? <laughs> you know, never never professionally been a game designer. I don't think I worked at a casino though. That might have uh, <laughs> yeah that might have had some impact. That is, I would win the steps one. I'm a pretty active person. I would really uh, yeah. I would mo- I would motivate my house to win the steps one. I would make the people who don't even want to take steps take steps. Uh, yeah, we would win. What's the most steps you've done in a day? Let's see if you could beat uh, our top score. I don't, I don't know, but I just know I would win. Oh, you never tried? No, <laughs> I don't, I don't track. I, I know that I'm a, a, a very, I used to be 300 pounds. I used to be a big boy. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Yeah. And so when I was wow, young, congrats. Thank you. And then I got into high school and everybody was getting girlfriends to put it politely. And, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I was like, Oh, I want to, you know, lose weight. And so it worked out pretty well. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I, I'm very competitive with the fitness stuff. Like I like it. I, I like pushing my own boundaries. Like as far as my mindset goes, I'm that individual. I'll get up. I like to do 5am runs cause I like to look at the stars and then I eat and then I go and I lift and then, uh, then I'm getting into the office by like eight o'clock, you know? So I do my whole fitness morning routine and I'm like, going 100 miles an hour by the time 9 a.m. hits. Man, you, you sound like an ex-teamer. I we probably do. You guys have some good people then. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, the most we've seen is like 50,000 steps in one day. Ooh. <laughs> it, you don't, I, I can do 10,000 and I'm, I'm hurting. 50,000 is crazy. I'd be getting joint injections. <laughs> like, let's win. So, your point though about uh, being a game designer, I just remembered a lot of the inspiration for me comes from when I was 12 years old running a Heroes of Might and Magic. You ever play that game? No, no. Is it good? Heroes of Might and Magic, one of the most amazing PC games back when I was 12. Uh, and I ran like an online clan for it. And there was just so much, you know, like, belonging and community and uh energy the, I, w- I would race home every day after school to get back to that and so when, when we're thinking about well what kind of company do we want to make what kind of community do we want to live within that you know we want it to feel like those days we want it to feel like something you whip your laptop open to every day because you're excited to see what happens next and so i think it's a very different way of thinking about how to uh, build culture within the company but when you are completely remote you have to start getting creative in ways that you can do that. And that's the cool thing. You know, that, that clan was people from 20 different countries too. So um, to anyone who says you can't sort of build culture online, it's, it's, it's kind of silly because there's so many examples, whether it's the Linux community or world of Warcraft or what are all these communities that have built culture online for decades. Now you just have to put in the effort and it takes a lot of effort. Yeah. I was, um, I was on team compete early like when it was Xbox, before Xbox Live came out, it was Xbox Connect because you could network and, and fool the, the uh, LAN. Uh, and then Xbox Live came out and that was actually one of the earlier softwares I built. We had tried to like make a competitor or we did, we made like a, use PHP and made a competitor to team compete, which at the time, I don't know if they're still around, but at the time they were like the place where you would go form your clan and, and go through your mm-hmm. championships. Oh, nice. I see that's the kind of stuff to like, you see people's faces light up even talking about it. And that's, uh, that's what life's all about. 
I've never Love seen it. a company implement it like that. Now, how, how did, so you're Ryan, you're the CEO, Josh, you're the CTO. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So how did you meet uh, Ryan? <laughs> wow. Um, I remember that first day. Yeah. That was, Do you remember that first they, day? They were good days. <laughs> so we, we met Ryan um, when we worked with him on a project uh, in his previous company. Um, the casino. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Tell us a bit about, about that, uh, that story and how that came to be. Yeah, so we were working on a, uh, it basically was the Yelp for slot machines. And so, you know, I don't know if you- <laughs> That was a hard one to connect, a Yelp for slot machines. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Stay with me, stay with me. Uh, yeah, I'm so investing. I, I you're, you're... <laughs> it doesn't exist anymore, by the way, but, uh, I don't know if your mom plays slot machines, but you know, 55 year old women are, are pretty intense when it comes to slot machines. They are, they are as hardcore passionate about slot machines as we are about, you know, video games or, you know, Heroes of Might and Magic. Uh, so they never had sort of a community or a place to go rate slot machines or talk about, you know, I did this, <laughs> I did this little trick. I, I tapped it three times fast and I won a hundred bucks. You know, they, they have crazy, uh, superstitions and things so they needed a place to to come together and so we made that uh and it was really great and then that was actually yeah how i how i first uh, met x team and then after that yeah josh so we we started working together with fox broadcasting um and and building that team up and uh yeah eventually the the, the offer came along to be ceo so took that and it's it's been quite a wild ride the last eight years now yeah, you, you came you came along at a at a really interesting time when the company was still you know still in its formative stages, and there were lots of things happening, lots of new opportunities opening up, and yeah, it's just been really wonderful to see it kind of grow and become its own, uh, develop its own culture and its own experience. Yeah, it's been a fun fun time. Where are the founders at? So the founder works on all sorts of other uh, sort of investments. For example, he's working on uh, a school um, system. I guess you know more about that, Josh. Yeah, there's, um, I mean, Dave is, a, is an incredibly talented and creative guy. So he's always got his hand in, in lots of different things and, and ideas. Um, there's education platforms, um, different, yeah, different ventures going on there. So that's that's keeping him busy at the moment and x team was one of his early kind of um brainchilds that that really took off do you know what the education platform does yeah so it's it's actually kind of a, a an iteration upon the x team community in some ways you know we have a lot of internal platforms uh that facilitate all the stuff we were kind of talking about uh, for example we have these things called bounties which are these little micro challenges that you can do to, again, stay energized as, as a remote worker. So, you know, if something like go hike to the highest peak in your city, or right now a popular one is probably going to be, uh, you know, watch, watch a concert on YouTube with full volume on your TV, you know, because we can't go to concerts. Uh, so there's these little micro challenges. They come with rewards uh, that are various sort of collectibles like this shirt. And uh, so, we wanted to say, well, what happened if we move that into the education sector? Now, what if there's this whole sort of community platform for schools, especially as they're going remote? Um, 
to, to help keep them connected, help still strengthen all those bonds and those friendships and uh, keep people energized that way. So that, that's just one part of it. There's, there's a lot of integrations with uh, various other school platforms like, you know, scheduling and, and uh, you know, PTO, uh, not PTO, but what's the, what's the equivalent of kids taking time off school? I guess. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love it. I think you can summer. imagine that. PTO time. Yeah. yeah. There's a Whatever whole lot is. of uh, uh, organizational challenges within the life of a school. You've got students, teachers, and parents, and, and all of the interactions that they have. So um, building that around a, a community platform is a way of, you know, doing that sort of getting beyond just the, the necessities and getting to something that, that energizes people, that makes them excited to take part in that community. Uh, which is what we've seen in in X Team, so uh, that's that's what we kind of want to bring into other other communities as well. How deep does this go? Because I'm like, I'm sorry. I think this whole interview is gonna be about your culture because I'm just I I am I am blown I'm blown away by this. So like, I'm gonna throw something out there. You tell me if it's true or not. So are there like right. collectible shirts or something? Like, will some people have physical goods that they've collected that like other people won't have, and then they're like talking about it? Oh, yeah. You know, I've there's a I've been looking for this for months. Thankfully, you brought it up. Here's my collectible <laughs> hat. Okay. So I'm gonna wear this. The so rest how did of you get interview. that but, hat? Uh, Tell me how you get this hat. So I probably competed in something, or I am the admin, so I just stole it. <laughs> <laughs> you can't tempt ban the admin. That's <laughs> but no, Josh, for example, you uh, you've had to earn your 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 beanie you just got. Yeah, I'm. I'm still waiting. How'd on, you get it? I'm still waiting on the beanie because you know um, the mail mail system these days is a bit slower than normal. But I'm I'm waiting on that beanie. I'm so excited about it coming. And you know I've had this experience before. You know you you get a parcel delivery and it's um, you can tell that it's from X Team. You open it up and it's very exciting. You want to get on Slack and share um, with the, with everyone. Look at look at what arrived in the mail today. So that's always a good moment. Um, but yeah, how do you get it? As Ryan said before, you know, we have this, it's kind of like a scavenger hunt style thing. Um, so there are a lot of um, targets called or like bounties. And it, there's plenty uh, that, that are related to your area of interest. So like people who are photography enthusiasts, there'll be a bounty of like, you know, take something take a photo uh, that's using focal depth and share it with the with the rest of the group you know or like um people who are who are always you know getting outside you know go for a run that's you know longer than you've ever run for before um so there's little just mini challenges like that you complete one of those and and share it with the rest of the group and then um you get awarded these uh, Slack coins, and that uh, that comes up as a little notification. You've earned some coins, uh, and then you can head over to the to the vault, uh, which is where all of these collectibles are stored. And um, depending on how many coins you've racked up, you can pick a, a few of these items and get them shipped to your house. Do I have to be an employee to participate? <laughs> <laughs> That's this is the, awesome. Uh, I'm, here, I'm joking, but this is so cool. Oh, you're pulling it up on the on the sh on the screen. Yeah, I, I feel bad. This is an audio podcast. No, we have uh, we do a video on YouTube. We'll, 
drive everybody oh, you did? to you. Okay, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so um, here's, you know, here's, here's some of the current items that are in there. Uh, oh. said, here's the beanie he just got. Yeah, here's the steel fire, the guys who, uh, who fell, unfortunately. And so the other cool thing is like, uh, this one now is it's even more collectible because they've fallen. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, they become I know. rare. <laughs> got to up the coins now that now it's got to be. You it's, should like not print true. anymore and make the current ones more expensive. That is true, but this, this is a cool example. So this is uh, for anyone listening. It's it's a uh, a Goku inspired T-shirt, and the cool thing is like we let the community design it with the designers. So they come up with the concept, they vote on the concept, what it'll look like, what character will be, whatever. You know, and so they actually get ownership sort of in this too, which I think is really important. The other thing here is uh, we have a lot of charity-based things. So if you don't want any of the flexible hats or, or, or shirts or whatever, you can just donate that straight to a cause uh, that you believe in. And so you know, five coins gets you a fifty-dollar charity donation. That's a very popular option. We've we've raised uh, funds for so many amazing causes over the years as a result of this. Just mm. tens of thousands of dollars have gone into this. So um there's just there's so many cool things and, and actually i'll flip over to the bounties page so you can kind of see what those look like yeah so this is per season so, look at that you've got like a season thing up there yeah next season's kicking off in a few weeks so here's a share a photograph or a story of your proudest uh moment in xhq it, it's a cool way of just getting to know people too you know because it's it's kind of like that uh high school dance issue with, with slack channels you know <laughs> everyone's there no one knows what to say other than, you know, post a link to whatever you saw today. So when you want to actually get meaningful conversation going, sometimes you got to kind of got nudge them in the right direction. And, and it's even better if you can get a reward for it, you know? So do you license this yet? Yeah. So, I mean, like, like we said, the, the education platform we've built um, is also sort of a, it's also sort of a, a white label version of that that can be applied to any community. So, you know, we're starting to look at bringing this to other businesses now that, remote work is is more popular people are looking for this sort of thing um and and also providing sort of a service on the side to provide it because obviously it takes a lot of work to uh, yeah set all it the all creative up. and, and exactly and to all actually creative. my first thought was okay you have this tool right but the hardest part is right. going to be actually getting the organization to like get into it i mean you your organization who's design the shirts yeah and, and then you have to have the people who are builders of community in the organization who are attracted to this. So there, there will definitely be a handful of companies that like have the right people and will want to do it. I think everybody would say that they want to do it. Um, but then the actual <laughs> like implement, walk me through a season. How long does the season last? So we try to make them three months and then there's sort of a break in between the break is super important. Um, but yeah, about three months and Within that three months, you'll have a new event happening every week. Uh, you don't want to burn people out, but I think that's sort of, if we take a step back, there might be some people listening thinking, man, this is, this is too much for me. Like, I, I just want to go to work, code, and go home. Or, or in this case, as a remote worker, turn off the laptop. And that's cool. Like, there are some people who just only take advantage of one piece, or they might do one bounty a season. This is not like a constant, it's all optional. And it's there when you need it. And that's kind of the thing with remote work. Like sometimes you just need that energy boost because you don't have an office around you. You don't have the buzzing and the, and the people to talk to and that kind of stuff. You just need an energy boost. And so that's kind of what these events do. That's what these bounties do. Uh, we also have this uh, other piece of season called Unleash Plus, 
which of course is not going to load right now. So I'm not going to show you that, but well, let's take, let's take just like 30 seconds real quick because I got so excited about sure. this culture thing. Cause it was unique. <laughs> what is X team? Oh yeah. Right. There's a, there's a whole company that we run. Um, <laughs> no, so yeah, X team is, let's give some context. Obviously we're, we're a fully remote company, as I've said, and we build these high performing on-demand teams of developers for companies really of all sizes. We're, we're working with a lot of big brands as well, like, you know, Riot Games. Uh, I mentioned Fox before, Coinbase, Sony, Kaplan, Beachbody. Education, Beachbody, Fair is a new one. You know, a ton of, ton of cool companies. And we act as sort of the extension of their engineering teams and we help them scale faster. So they'll come to us saying, hey, we need two uh, front-end guys by tomorrow. Boom, done. And so uh, we're, we're, we're helping them scale, helping them improve their products. And so the key to that, though, and having that scalability ability is having a community of developers at the ready that we can sort of call upon uh, to, to join these teams. And so we had to create the ultimate community for developers, the community that everyone wanted to be a part of. And that's sort of what we did. It took us many years, but now we have this, this sort of experience uh, that so many developers are attracted to and it allows us to quickly call upon people to scale these teams and keep them energized, keep them. Cause that's the other thing. Our, our the companies come to us because they want that consistency with every developer that they add. They're looking for that proactive, highly energized people that are going to move their projects forward. And the only way you get that is by keeping their energy high. And so everything we've been talking about the last 20 minutes is how we keep that energy high for them, how we keep them consistently, uh, you know, executing and adding value. I think we were talking, Josh, earlier about how it's it's about consistency, not intensity, and so that's uh, that's the key for us is is how do we keep remote developers who are in a very isolated environment keep their energy consistent, and so that's that's where all this cool stuff comes from. Yeah, I mean, I was a mostly remote developer for 17 years, mm. so it takes. Uh, I I refer to it. I think one of my more popular things on the on the website is where I'm talking about like work from home depression. Because what Ooh. happens is it sneaks up on you. You don't really realize it's happening because it doesn't happen just in one day. And then you have to end up, well, you either succumb to it or you end up figuring out these little tricks to play about how to move your office from room to room or how to structure your days like you're going outside to the gym or you're doing a workout or you're going to a coffee shop. You have to figure out how to satisfy like the human side of you uh, in order to not uh, get depressed. Right. Yeah, no, that's that's a huge, huge issue. And it's only going to get more, I think, evident to the world uh, now that so many companies are going remote. Everything's good at the start. But like you said, it's going to sneak up. And when it does, you really have to support your people through it because you got to make sure that, for example, uh, that's what we're going to talk about before is we, we do give developers twenty five hundred dollars a year, for example, to spend on anything that energizes them, anything that keeps that energy going. So whether that's a gym membership, whether that's, you know, uh, a jet ski rental, you know, whether that's what I don't know what it's going to be, but something's going to come along. So you're like, you know, I'm really getting tired of these four walls. I need to change cities for, for a weekend. I need to, uh, I need to go to the coffee shop and work you're like whatever it takes to keep that energy and keep you sane, we will sponsor. And so I think that's, sort of the next gen of company of what you're going to start seeing is, oh, there's this 
remote depression thing. Okay. How do we help people with this? And it's, and it's going to be supporting them through whatever means necessary to get them what they need. And, and I think you mentioned it, like you just learn over time, a lot of self-awareness of what you need to be able to function still, whether that's like you said, changing rooms to work on certain tasks or, you know, going out and, and changing your environment, whatever it might be. So it's going to be an interesting next year, I think. Did you guys give me some insight? Cause people are going to be listening and they're going to think this is amazing. There's a million things you guys do because you've been around for, for a long time. And so they've gotten to like build up, but you know, if I, if I were CTO listening and, or, you know, maybe just a team lead listening and I'm like, Hey, how, what, what is like one small culture step that I could take today? Like, what would that be? Yeah, it's interesting because I gave a, a talk about this, which is probably worth shouting out, I guess. Uh, if you search in YouTube for running remote X team, there's a good 30 minute talk I gave on the answer to that. Because a lot of people are like, well, we don't have a ton of money. We don't have a lot of time. Like, for example, we have full time game designers. <laughs> like, I don't think I don't think that exists in companies that are not gaming companies like full time game designers. But that's you know, we've we've invested a lot in making this work. So if, if you're just looking for that first sort of step, my number one tip is always talk to your people first. Uh, the biggest mistake that I'm seeing happening right now is they are assuming that everyone wants more Zooms, for example, that everyone wants a bunch of happy hours, that everyone wants whatever the office was, let's just do that again, but let's do it online. And that's not what people want once they're at home. Once they're at home, they want to spend more time with their family. They want to spend more time, like you said, going to the gym in the morning. They want to spend more time doing the things that they love, doing the things that energize them. And so start with, well, what do they need? And how can I help support them? How can I help energize them? How can I help give them more of what they actually want now that they're in this environment? Don't assume you just need to recreate the office experience. So that, that's kind of step one is, is just start talking to them and figuring it out. A lot of them won't know what they necessarily want from you and that's okay. And that's when you can kind of try to start innovating and, and try to start doing things. I think a simple one is certainly, uh, you know, the versus steps we talked about earlier. That's so easy. Just people take screenshots of their step tracker and post it to a channel over 24 hours. That, anyone can do that. You don't need special apps, just a, a simple, sort of little competition that, that can help unify uh, people in, in an easy way. So, I mean, that, that's one example, but yeah, just, just start getting to know your people. This is, that's the cool thing. Like now companies are going to actually start caring about their people and, and their interests and getting to know them and getting to understand what, what moves them forward because before they didn't really care. You just come in and you know go to work and go by, but now it's, I need to understand how you operate, how your day is going to operate now and, and how we can sort of fit into that and, and allow you to do your best work. Yeah, it's interesting. Like we check the, the random channel, you know, on our Slack, on our team, and we're a small team, we're about eight people, but check, checking the random channel, like we get into the most interesting conversations and it's really like, you know, I'm trying to find a way to articulate it. Cause I can see it in my head, but I haven't said it a lot, but 
it's like these re these other interactions that we're having, like maybe let's use the step example, like you and I, we go head to head for competing on the steps, right? And who cares who wins, mm -hmm. but the, the bond that's built in that action carries over into the work. And it, it's actually useful because it helps smooth the, the edges of maybe a, a text on chat, not having context or vocal tone, you know, how you'll hear it. it it's just, I think it's undervalued and I don't think it's discussed a lot uh, because of the in the 80s and the 90s and early 2000s, we had the management style of don't get to know your people because um, you're going to have to let them go. And, you know, I'm 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 not a fan of that. I'm a fan of getting to know your people. You can understand what they what they want. And then you can position what you need uh, to happen at the organization and, and figure out if there's alignment between what they want and who they want to become in life and what you're trying to do, because. When there is, it's magic, and when there's not, it's chaos. That's right. Yeah, and what we've seen is that if you want strong working relationships between your team, you can't just only connect in one way. You need to find ways of connecting in all kinds of different ways. You know, so we have these these you know little games and challenges that come up, and you see people who aren't normally stepping up to lead suddenly saying, "I can do this." You know, I can. I can encourage other people, you know, get out there and get your steps or, or you see, you know, people interacting in ways that they wouldn't normally in a work situation. And all of those connections come together to, you know, to energize people, to, um, to make people appreciate each other in different ways, um, to build empathy and all of that enhances the, the work experience as well. I like how you guys came to the conclusion of seasons because so over here we did the podcast and then after like a year or so of doing that we ended up creating a like a leadership company where we take clips of leaders giving advice and turning them into leadership challenges so then companies will license it and we'll send out leadership challenges so like the first idea was like okay we're going to send one a week right because we can do the podcast we get lots of good advice but we found that like there's a lot of burnout to actually do something every single week becomes massively hard even oh, yeah. if it's small, even if it's like, I'm going to give you something that takes 10 minutes and I want you to do it every week. That becomes, by week 20, it is the hardest thing in the world to will yourself to, to do that. Um, but then we found like we broke it up into like quarters and we'll do like a three-week sprint or, or like, you know, so every Friday for like three weeks you get challenges. But it was, it's interesting to see the human dynamic of even if you're doing something fun that you love, that's like not a leadership challenge, right? Even if you're doing <laughs> something that you like, you, we still come to the... Uh, conclusion that it needs to be broken up so that it be there's uh so that's not a constant so it becomes something to look forward to yeah human psychology is super interesting <laughs> <laughs> because the season thing took many years to figure out uh but it is the, i think we've had a six week break now between the last season and you know you're starting to see people saying oh i really want the next season to start really yeah, good yeah. that's how we want it you know, you want people looking forward to things, not saying, oh, there's another thing I can, there's another notification I can ignore. Like creating anticipation, especially in work, like work needs to be something you look forward to. And th this happens all the time with projects, especially when you're on a project for three years straight, the same project, it's just constant, the same, oh, another sprint meeting, another sprint meeting, another uh, more grooming you have to add some variety into their life. And so to do that in a way that's still the same people coming together, but experiencing new things together all the time, other than the, the grooming <laughs> meeting is, is so important. And so, yeah, seasons have really, really helped with that. 
Dude, this is this is really exciting. I think you guys are onto something. Um, I wonder if there's like a Slack app or something that would because I've seen stuff for like fitness, right? Like the like I've seen entire companies just build stuff around fitness and getting people moving, but that gets old really fast because it's like, okay, oh, fit yeah. person, like Joel's gonna <laughs> win like every time. <laughs> right. Uh, but, my, my team's listening to me and they're like, hell no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think the way you did it, when I saw your categories, when you were doing screen sharing, you did something for everyone. Like you, you had mentioned earlier, like all the way from photography to health. And so you guys come up with these each season. There's like a fresh batch. It's a fresh batch. There's about 50 new ones a season. And then there'll be an expansion pack in the middle of the season. Of so many gamer terms I know, but hey, they're developers. Mm. Uh, part of the strength of it as well is that it is community led. It's not all coming from top right. down. You know, people are stepping up and saying, I, I wanna run something with this thing that I'm really interested in and I bet other people would be too. And we can, you know, this is a platform that we can empower them to, to you know, hype up the rest of the community around this thing, to, to manage it a little bit, to have some ownership in it. And, and so all of that, helps with the longevity of it, of it not just becoming, you know, yet another thing that the boss wants everyone to do. <laughs> yeah. It's all about ownership. Mm. That is true. Yeah. And then you, your stuff looks so good, like the shirts and everything. I mean, the, the designers you have on staff are unbelievable. Well, that's another cool thing is, is we don't have uh, some of the stuff on staff. It's more about how can we celebrate as many, game designers or, or how can we celebrate as many artists out there as possible? Um, and so trying to make it sort of a global uh, experience. But, you know, yeah, going back to that thing, like we had the cycling club is in heated debate right now about uh, what, what the bounties will be in season six. And, and are, are, we, are we trying to go for elevation? Are we trying to go for duration? Are we trying to go for, you know, what, what's the metric of choice going to be this season in terms of how they motivate and push themselves? And so it's it's really cool to see that they take the ownership in it rather than us just shoving it at it, like Josh said. Do you guys track your your like employees, like NPS or whatever the, the term is? Uh, do, do you track like their happiness or their engagement? Because it must be off the off the charts for you guys. Yeah, so we've got, it's at 98%, which is kind of funny. We have a 98% satisfaction and a 98% voluntary retention rate. They're always about the same, um, which 98% voluntary retention is crazy. That It should not be that high. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the satisfaction side is interesting. We, we do it every two weeks um, where they, they get pinged with uh, just, you know, how's your mental health? How's your productivity? How's your this and that? And just just quick indicators to see how things are going, and and usually things are are really quite high. Uh, it, obviously, you know you can never fully trust that data, and so that's why we also have people on staff that dive deeper into you know every person, and you know we'll, we'll track just about everything we can. Uh, we we kind of treat them as customers in a way to where, you know, we kind of want to be the Zappos of the customer service world, but with developers to where they constantly feel like they are supported, they have what they need. You know, if you end up in the hospital, you're gonna get a care package by the time you get there. You know, if you, um, if you say something in Slack about, ah, oh, my goal this year is I really wanna learn piano, a piano might show up at your door kind of thing, you know? <laughs> so it, it's, we're, we're trying to be just 
the highest level of service to our developers so that they are inspired to give the highest level of service to our partners. Mm. And it's worked, you know, the last decade, you know, we've, we've had incredible retention also with our, with the companies we work. We've been working with some companies for over 10 years uh, with, with some of the same developers too. Like they won't leave. <laughs> like, <laughs> developers should leave after 10 years. They won't leave. So yeah, it's kind of, it's, it's kind of really uh, fascinating. The creativity alone um, is, is really unique because like, for example, you know, I'm thinking of, of I, I have found that like, I happen to have a strong creativity and, and then someone alerted me that like, not everybody is like me. And so I realized that like other people, some people don't have the same level of creativity as others. And in that case, they're, cons- they are the consumer um, of the creativity so that what you're doing with coming up with the challenges or how you've built the community to do that, that is actually something that's kind of hard to transfer because you would have the act, even the act of coming up with it gets the buy-in for the season. Like it's, it's, even if you just packaged everything and said, here you go, somebody they don't have the same ownership over that. It was, it's almost like they have to have the will and, and actually do it as a group. Oh, absolutely. And you know, creativity is, is, probably the most draining part of it but also the most energizing part of it because again ownership they start to take ownership of the creativity too i mentioned we're doing battle royale this upcoming season as a slackbot game and you got some people from the community working on that and they are having the time of their lives building fortnite in slack essentially and so (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it's just creativity is something I don't think a lot of people think. Oh, developers are creative. No, they, you know, they just, they just, they're code monkeys. No, developers are. They're all people. We're all people here. Like, you need to tap into every aspect of them. How can you tap into every part of them that brings them alive? And so that's the cool thing about these these seasons is they tap into all aspects of their lives, all the areas where they want to grow, all the areas where they want to improve and all the stuff they want to focus on. And how can we tap in all that and bring it all together and package it up? And uh, yeah, it's, it's a really cool experience to be a part of. I, I would love to invite you in our Slack so you can experience it. <laughs> That'd be crazy. Yes. Uh, we'll talk about that off the podcast <laughs> or another time. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, but I really like, like, I'm not kidding. This is really cool. I am also curious to know about, because you're out there building all these projects with these different companies, what are some of the trends like, what technologies or skill sets are you seeing become more popular right now? We certainly, you know, are working with a pretty wide range of, of technologies. In terms of trends, we're seeing that, um, you know, there's a lot more uh, move towards people having um, expertise across a lot of different areas in a stack. So, um, you know, the the idea of the full stack developer is uh, you know, is the cliche and everyone wants to call themselves a full stack developer. Um, but we are seeing, you know, um, a lot more, um, a lot more sort of demand for, for people who can find themselves um, moving across, you know, front end development and, and AWS and um, working with databases and that sort of thing. We're seeing a, still a very strong movement in, in React that's that's been a growing uh, a growing part of the the community growing part of the trends i'd add i guess uh view view is a one 
one that's starting to come up in terms of the front end frameworks, starting to see view gain popularity. Something mm. it took a few more years than expected, but uh, but yeah, definitely the React Node stack is still pretty classic. And adding into that note, now adding into that now though is the AWS side and the serverless side, and you know you can't. You can't kind of ignore AWS anymore. If, if you don't have Dynamo, if you don't have Lambda on your resume, it's getting hard to, to get hired. And so that would be the biggest thing to urge any developers listening, obviously, is uh, it definitely get certified in AWS. Now is the time, because um, that's, that's a huge growing trend. Mm -hmm. that's, a, that's a great point, actually, because you know, for the first time um, in, a, in a long time, I think, the idea of, of managing your infrastructure as code is really getting traction. Um, and it's, it's inviting a lot of developers into a space that previously they didn't really feel at home in. Um, but, you know, bringing in technologies like Terraform or like, uh, you know, CloudFormation, um, other, other vendors, you know, Google Platform has its, its own thing there. It's, it's kind of opening up a lot of new avenues for people coming from a, an engineering mindset to also be thinking about um, a complete product, you know, an infrastructure as well as just the code that they're running on, which is great. You know, being able to, to share ownership of an entire feature from conception to delivery, um, that is really empowering. And um, so those, those kind of technology trends are, are changing the way that, that people think about their skill set as well. Yeah, I when I first went into AWS years ago, I was like, okay, this isn't intuitive. I'm gonna need to learn. <laughs> <laughs> Using Heroku, you know, something like that, very very simple. Um, yeah. But th there's just the interface is, was so daunting in AWS with all their products. I was like, okay, I know I need a server, and then I figured out like all the different uh, tools I would need in order to set it up correctly, and and I and I figured it out, and then. Uh, hired a company to manage it for me uh, <laughs> for that company because because <laughs> you know you, you want to take the the things that aren't like yeah, as as founders or as uh, CTOs and CEOs as, as the executive team right and simply put you want to be spending your your time solving the problems that only you can solve yes. right yeah so those things quickly get, ideally yeah ideally <laughs> perfect, <laughs> perfect world scenario <laughs> Do Very have, perfect. Do you have any physical offices at all? I think we did for what a few months, long, long ago. But uh, no, not not anymore. I mean, they they can spring up as needed. You know, that's that's the advantage. You can you can rent out a place for a little while if if you need to get a bunch of people together for for a spike. You know, but it's true. It's good to be fluid in that regard. Yeah. How did, so how what we do of, have? Oh, go ahead. I was, I was going to say what we do have is something called the X Outpost. And uh, this is it's kind of like a, a hacker house. Um, essentially, we'll rent out an Airbnb in some exotic place. Not always exotic, but uh, somewhere around the world. And every month it changes. They've unfortunately all gone on hold this year. But uh, yeah, usually every single month, there's you know, about 15-ish uh, X teamers all living and working and exploring together in some city around the world, places like South Africa, Thailand, uh, Canada, uh, Argentina, all sorts of different places. They've, they've gone everywhere. And so that's, that's a cool way to, again, create micro communities within the bigger one uh, and create new relationships 
create a lot of cross pollination of you know people on very different projects getting to share knowledge and learn from each other but also getting to stay energized and go explore and, and do cool stuff on the weekends together so that's been a cool uh, addition as well rather than the office how can we actually bring people together to have a great time together and also cross pollinate when you first said houses at the beginning of the conversation i thought they like actually were houses that the developers like lived in in different areas and then as you explained it i realized that that was not the case right yeah so I, and actually sometimes it's interesting sometimes it'll be one house other times it'll be you know they're in multiple different houses but we, we just kind of go with whatever they want to do it, it's cool because we'll first center center it around an experience for example uh we'll get a bunch of skiers together to go to croatia um, and you know, they'll get a bunch of cabins. And so, but, but they're not retreats. They're, they're still working full time, but you're giving them the opportunity to still come together and kind of co-work, uh, in a more unique environment than just going to Starbucks down the street. Yeah. It's something that having a lot of remote experience you get natively, like I can be in a different area and then enjoy the outside of work time and this local culture that I'm in. But to try to explain that to someone who's like an older <laughs> mentality, who wants to see like an ROI of why they're going to do this, right. it's like, it, it, they just don't mesh. And so I'll, I'll have you know, I mean, I've, I firmly believe the work style and the culture you have or that you've created at the company is the future of work. This is where people are going. It, you're just in early and you got, you're just, cause what you're doing is you're following and understanding and making decisions from like first principles, human behavior, really low level concepts. And that always like works. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, it's funny. So Biz Stone, the co-founder of Twitter, uh, like 10 years ago said that we uh, were the future of, of work. And I don't know that we were, <laughs> but it's, it's kind of been always in the back of, my, of our mind, like let's make sure we are the future of work. That sounds good. And uh, going back to the ex outpost though, you know, it's, it's hard to explain to a client like, no, they're, don't worry. They're, they're actually being more productive now that they're at the ex outpost. So don't worry about that. And now our clients actually join us in them. And so they'll, they'll go be a part of it. And they're like, wow, this is amazing. I wish I worked this way. I'm getting so much more done and this is so much more energizing and they get a taste of the culture too. So it's cool when we can kind of combine with our, with our clients in that way. Yeah, there's something to be said for movement. I, I found this out, you know, at first with what I had said, just being a stay at home developer, work from home developer and learning how to move around. And I was a lot quieter then. And then when the podcast happened, I started going out and speaking at companies. I started physically traveling around to different organizations. I did like 50 something trips last year. And what I learned wow. from that, yeah. And what I learned from that uptick was that changing the city is like changing the room on steroids. Like I would get more done in the airport and then in the hotel room. I would look at myself, I'm like, I just traveled. I did like six hours, you know, two flights that were three hours. And I, I woke up early and I had to go, you know, do all of this. And, but, but in those, in that time of like waiting for the airplanes, being on the airplane and then being at the hotel room, the, all those transitions of environments. And for some reason, like I got so much done on a day. Most people would say is scrubbed because of travel. And it was yep. that freshness of like being around these new people and these new environments. And you just get this energy going from you. And it's like, I, I have to move more, you know, I have to get out yes. there more. 
Yeah, well said. And it, that's what's making this period of time so difficult. This is not remote work. Like this isn't how we stay energized normally. We try to get those new sights, new, new tastes, new smells, new, you know, things that move us forward and, and keep that energy high. And so, and, and Josh and I have both done this as well. I, I traveled three years with my wife doing that same sort of concept. Josh did the impossible though. He, he, he traveled with his whole family for a year. For a full year. Yeah, yeah, for a full year. A How year. long were you staying in places? Um, we, I mean, we didn't want to move too fast from one place to the next. So we, you know, we would do four weeks here, six weeks there and move along. We had a bunch of, of colleagues and friends and family to visit in various countries. So yeah, we, um, we got around the world over about 10 months. Nice. How old are your kids? Um, they're now six and 10. When you so were doing were, this, how old were they? They were two years less than that. Oh really? You had you had kids under three and you were doing this? They they loved yes. it. They loved it. They still talk, you know, they still talk about going to all these places and seeing these people and having these experiences. It's it's a wonderful thing um, if you can travel with kids because you, you get to see the world through through their eyes as well. Did you have like an au pair for your wife or some help or <laughs> she she was um kind of legendary in what she did. Um but yeah, you know, we, we broke it up as well so that sometimes we'd be on our own in a place and then other times we'd be staying with, with friends or with, with family um, and have a bit of a, a change up as well. So just like you said, you know, you, you have a change and you get to re-energize and, and enjoy things more. You know, like if you, if you had to be a tourist for that entire time, that would just be exhausting. Yeah, that is true. I um we were actually looking for flights to go out to Colorado because I was like after being stuck inside that's not a vacation being forced inside that was the most I mean we're still in it we're kind of coming out of it right now uh, I'm in Florida uh, but ooh. yeah and you said ooh like a bad thing <laughs> oh poor Joel he's in Florida no so um, <laughs> uh, it, a lot of people in the United States make fun of the Florida but. Um, yeah, see, now I lost my train of thought. <laughs> yeah, sorry, I ruined it. I ruined it. One little ooh killed it all. <laughs> we're, we're just, we're going with the flow, my friend. No, but Colorado, I was trying to get out to Colorado. We're big hikers, outdoor people. And uh, the flights are like, they're so limited right now. So the layovers are like 24 hours and I'm like, I can't. Yeah, so I was like, well, the only way we would be able to do it is if we stayed you know, not the whole time in Colorado, we did like two or three days at the connecting area, which is fine. But in July, the flights sort of resume. So we could see on the flight trackers that they're, they're coming back. So uh, once July gets here, we'll probably avoid the, the heat of the summer and, and go check out the mountains. But yeah, traveling is something to, to go from constantly traveling to just stop. There's so many professions and people. Uh, it, it's, it's just, mentally it's it's difficult how did you guys handle the the covid oh it's been tough it's been really tough uh i think we've had enough practice with it though in terms of the isolation side of it to where you know we, we've got the routines down the, the the hardest part is how do you create the novelty how do you create the, the new experiences that keeps the energy going and so that's thankfully we had a season going you know and it was called <laughs> 
it was called New World, which we had named it back in October. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it kind of worked out perfectly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the idea was to be about you know finding new worlds in your life, whether those new worlds are things like learning piano or uh, you know discovering a new genre of book. Um, you know, the key to the remote lifestyle is constantly finding new worlds and it's up to us to find them. It's entirely on us. I think a lot of people, when they first become remote, they think they're kind of waiting <laughs> because they're used to the office sort of presenting them with, you know, new experiences and new worlds and whatnot. So when you're first new, you, 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 you're waiting for, okay, well, something's going to change eventually, right? Something's going to get different eventually. Right. And so that's what this quarantine period has been like. It's like, okay, I really need to force myself now to find those new worlds, to find those new things that are going to give me new challenges in life to go, to go uh, explore and, and, and do that, even if I have to do it from home. And so now looking ahead to this next season, it's like, okay, not all of us can necessarily go do everything we want to, but what can we do? Like, let's not make any excuses. Let's let's stop putting our life on pause and stop waiting to be told what to do and actually start figuring it out. Um, and so I'm really excited for this next season because that's it's going to be fun to explore. Like, for example, we're, we're going to go buy some bikes for the first time. And I've, I've been putting that off for so long. And this is finally the motivation. Like, come on, stop making excuses. You need a new world to explore. You're very limited on what you can do right now. Go do it. And so that's uh, that's that's really cool to to get to do that. But obviously, cannot wait for the travel to uh, come back. I think it's going to be a long ways away until we feel comfortable doing it. But definitely looking forward to it. How how do most of your customers find you? Yeah, I mean, a lot of it is referral based, uh, obviously advertising based. Um, but it's a lot of just building great relationships with people. Um, and the cool thing is, you know, a lot of people go on to work elsewhere and so they'll kind of take us with them and they'll, they'll spin up a new team. And so that's really cool because that allows us to spread into new industries really quickly. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's been a lot of word of mouth, to be honest, over the years. And that's, that's really cool to see that happen naturally. What's the size of the organization now? Uh, well, I mean, it depends if, if we're talking community or, or size of the team, but either way, we try to keep that stuff uh, wrapped up for now in terms of you know investing and all that stuff. But uh, it's we put ourselves in the top 10 of the, remote, of the all remote companies in terms of size and scale and revenue and all that. So we're, we've definitely come a long way in the last 10 years. And it's, um, you know, we're, we're in the several thousand in terms of the community, um, in terms of what, what you can tap into if, if you're a company. So we've got that scale there uh, of qualified people ready to go, and so that's that took a long <laughs> took a long time to uh, to build up that network, obviously, because there's there's you know the vast majority of people out there are not qualified for what companies are looking for. Um, uh, you know, companies like TopTal, for example, town the top three percent or whatever. It's the actual qualified number out there is well below one percent. So you you really doesn't matter what number you tout there's such a small sliver of people out there that are truly forward moving that are truly experienced in working remotely and are truly sort of proactive and, and have the right energy to to add value to your team immediately so we're looking for a very specific sort of person and that's what keeps the companies coming back to us that's awesome yeah because i mean i'm very attracted to the like if i had known something 
existed like this a while ago, I would have joined that team because it's, uh, I mean, I say that, but also like, I'm just so entrepreneurial <laughs> that like, I, I don't know what it is. I just, I, I just like going out there and, and, uh, you know, I guess, I guess it's just the way that my, my specific life unfolded. Right. Yeah. Every, everybody has their path. I'm so grateful that you guys do what you do and that you're creating an environment like that. Obviously it sounds like the people that, that you attract have that entrepreneurial spirit too. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. Um, I think you have to have a certain level of entrepreneurial spirit to be a great remote worker because it requires so much independence. I think that's going to be another thing, interesting thing to watch over the next year. Uh, Facebook's getting a lot of crit criticism for saying that working remote is going to be a privilege. Uh, I don't think that everyone's necessarily cut out to work remote, to be honest. I think, I agree. you know, it is, it is something that some people need the office to stay energized, to stay focused, to stay, you know, at a, at a high performing level. It requires so much independence and focus and, uh, you know, kind of like that entrepreneurial spirits, spirit, that ambition to constantly be moving things forward if you want to work remote uh, at the highest level, which is where we are. So it's going to be an interesting uh, year to, to see how things pan out. Yeah. And what we've found as well is that, you know, over the years, like it just keeps coming back. You know, if you don't have sustainability, you've got nothing. You know, if you can't sustain what you're doing and, and grow it gradually, you know, organically, then you're going to lose what you've built. So, you know, we've, with the, the kind of people um, who are attracted to this style of working, um, you know, you, you asked about tech trends before. Well, the one trend is that things keep changing, you know, in technology. There's always something new to learn. And so when you've got the people who already are constantly wanting to learn and grow themselves, the, the way to sustain that is not by piling more and more expectations on them, but it's by, um, you know, it's by giving them permission to step away from the computer now and then, you know, you already know that they want to learn and, and grow. So the way to sustain that is by um, giving them opportunities and empowering them to develop other parts of their life, to find energy and inspiration in all those unexpected places. Yeah. And, and that's where I think um, we've been able to build something really strong. Yeah. I like, I like that you keep mentioning about the consistency over intensity, because that's something that I'd say it's so, it's such a lesson that I've learned so many times that I don't make the mistake anymore. I just, just similar, I guess the guy who, who writes a lot about it, James clear atomic habits, like just look at the recurring habits in your schedule and that's what's going to happen long-term. And so I guess maybe it was getting older or, or just experience, whatever it may be. But I always, I get reflective, you know, cause I want to uh, answer people's questions. We get a lot of outreach from the show and stuff and people ask a lot of these questions. And so I'm always trying to think of like, what's the smallest like pieces of advice I could give that would genuinely help individuals and, and not necessarily be cliche. Cause a lot of the advice we talk about, like I notice when people give advice or when they, when they're talking, they're talking about like the end result of what they learn, right? Like this is what I was left with, but I, I was trying to like work that backwards and say, okay, what's the formula I could give someone that would allow them to end up at the successful result, no matter what. 
and it would just be like, don't give up. Like just keep, keep trying. And then you'll definitely make mistakes and figure it out and learn. Like for me to learn the consistency over intensity, I went and burnt out so many times. And then I realized, you know, uh, I real I reached my peaks of like my motivation and my physical ability to work. There's only so many hours in a day. And you, you know, you hear people about all working 20 hours. And so you just, you try. And I, I just kept trying and experimenting and failing and then figuring out like, what is the best setup for me? And you know, how do my natural patterns of energy work throughout the day? And how much attention and focus do I have? Like how many blocks of things can I get done and then build it around that? For me personally, I have three blocks of energy a day and I get, so I structure everything like that. And it took me, you know, 32 years to figure that out. And I'm saying, okay, I can get, th- I get three solid blocks of day where I can have like extreme focus and achievement over some you know, task or things I want to move forward. And, uh, that's been, that's been really useful. But yeah, I, I, I think that concept of like, just keep trying at something. And I think that formula will always lead the individual to the result after a lot of pain. Maybe people don't like to, I'm not selling it very well, but yeah. That's the beauty of remote though, is you discover that, oh, wait, Everything now is about the value I add. It has nothing to do with how long I water cooler talk. It doesn't matter how, you know, whether I get the corner office or not. It doesn't matter about the politics. All that matters is what value are you going to add today? And the beauty of that is it forces you into self-awareness because you have to figure out very quickly, how am I going to add value today? I need to figure this out. I need to figure myself out. I need to figure out when am I most high performing. And uh, that's, I mean, this is why I absolutely love this way of working. I think it is the most effective uh, way there is. I think there will always still be a place for offices. We need to collaborate on big ideas in, in, uh, in big moments in, in, in person, I think a lot of times, but in terms of getting things done, this is, this is everyone with self-awareness and knowing how to add value and how to do it in an instant. So very exciting times. Yeah. I think the, the technology of us, I mean, if you look at it, it's exponential for us communicating, right? Like the idea of doing this, what we're doing right now. I mean, you guys are in Australia. We're here. We're having a fluid, seamless conversation face to face. Some of the uh, future technology that I've seen with the holograms and people being in the same room, that's just going to level the playing field. And I don't even think that that's 10 years away. I mean, I think that's a few breakthroughs and then a couple companies commercializing it. And I think that could be here pretty quickly. Who needs holograms? We've got conferences in Animal Cross now. Animal Crossing, sir. <laughs> it's, I know what that is. <laughs> wow. I mean, that, but, but that's my favorite part of this year has been people are getting so creative. And, you know, we've been, we've been sitting in the sidelines for 10 years, like trying to push the innovation. You've seen what we've done now, but the amount of innovation coming out now in the last four months is awesome. We're getting so much inspiration coming from that. Um, I love seeing like what escape rooms are doing, allowing you to like control things with a live actor in the room. Like there's so many cool things happening um, that, that, again, I keep talking about this next year. I'm so hyped up for this next year because remote work is just going to skyrocket in all new ways. And uh, it's exciting. Do you have any examples on your site of like projects that you guys have done or things you have built? 
And yeah, we have a, a case study section. Um, in terms of kind of the most interesting ones to, to point out, a lot of it's NDA, obviously, but uh, I think the, the biggest one recently was the Super Bowl. We did uh, a lot of the uh, video streaming work for that, which oh, cool. was, you know, we're, t- we're talking massive amounts. People are finally watching the Super Bowl online a lot. Um, and so, you know, we're looking at a lot of concurrent users, a lot of scalability. And so there's, I think there's a cool case study on that on our website for anyone who wants to check that out. Nice. Yeah, I actually just got a, um, a request from, from a listener that said uh, that they wanted me to have on someone from this company called Charter, which apparently like owns uh, Spectrum or like a big communications thing because they wanted to hear about the topic of digital transformation there because apparently they went from all like the physical cables to the internet. And I was like, whoa, I've never thought about that. That was like a massive transformation that our whole world just went through because we used to go through cable and now we go through the internet and I wanted to talk. I got some questions for those people. (laughs) (laughs) They were also working with uh, Beachbody who is, you know, the biggest fitness company in the US and, you know, their, their numbers are just skyrocketing right now too because everyone, they can't go to the gym. And so uh, doing a lot of cool video on demand stuff there um, and, and just dealing with all the scale, scalability. I think that's the other cool thing happening right now with, again, this next year is gonna be interesting, really. And why AWS I think is such an in-demand skill is you know, scalability right now is, is off the charts you know, to keep up with everyone being at home and everyone needing the internet, and everyone needing to stream more video. And there's so many interesting tech challenges going on right now that uh, it's a great time to be a developer, but it's also uh, a lot of cool new challenges. I saw a new uh, chipset last night or a new, I think it was a chip. Uh, and what it did was it multiplied over the fiber. Uh, it multiplied how much data could be transferred by splitting the light spectrum into these different, like a hundred different lines and then running parallel data. And it, it was unbelievable. I'm not describing it exactly perfect, but it like 100x, uh, like the ability of, of transfer of data. It wouldn't be for like an office. It would be for like a telco or something like that. But it was how you could amplify the uh, current uh, throughput of the existing fiber systems versus laying new cables, right? Because that's like a big thing. And I like to watch some of the, uh, I keep an eye out for the, uh, like research happenings when they make major breakthroughs. Cause I'm always thinking one of these days I'm going to commercialize one of these <laughs> coming out of a, out of a school or a lab or, or something like that. Yeah. That's awesome. Anything we didn't cover today or want to get out there. What's the call to action. Go to xteam.com, right? <laughs> the call to action is uh, get your t-shirts. No, Can I buy um, that stuff on your website, by the way? Uh, you know, that's the cool thing is you have to be an ex-teamer to get this stuff. Now, actually, no, our radio station, which now we're just blowing the minds even further. We have a radio station. What? Let's give a shout out for the radio station. Uh, Radio.xteam.com is uh, a pretty amazing radio station, uh, as you will see when you get there. But um, yeah, you can you can win collectibles there. We do give away some some items there. So that's that's if you, if you really want one, you can get one there. But in terms of call to action, yeah, xteam.com, uh, if you're a developer, you can uh, check out the developer section there. Anyone with uh, you know senior level experience, we're certainly interested in talking to. Any companies out there looking to scale uh, and and grow their teams with with people who again have that that forward moving energy, 
and uh, they want to see immediate value added to their projects, definitely come our way, uh, xteam.com. There's a nice hire button in the top right. Uh, click that and we'll we'll get you someone immediately. I love it. Yeah, look at that. It's the first, it's right there. You go to xteam.com and just join xteam. Boom. Dude, this is great. We did Quick it. Easy. <laughs> Ryan, Josh, Amazing. We, made, we made a podcast together. Thank you, Joe. The internet is is an amazing thing. I think it's going places. I, I would like to buy a shirt. <laughs> How about I send you one as a gift? That would be That's the other way. That's the other way. That's the it. other way. I've been actually trying to buy, like I'll see, I do so many of the interviews and I see them wearing like their custom swag, that, like somebody in design just made for fun or something. And they had like 10 of them and I, I want to like buy them. And they're just like, they're like, well, I don't know. We, we don't have any, or it was just a one-time thing. <laughs> and I'm like, where is the place where I could buy like these, these cool internal company swag? Like it's, wow. Yeah. There's a startup idea. I want it too. Cause like anyone can go buy the GitHub swag. That's cool. I, I want like, I want like the tech insider, like the company that is only making 10 for their team or a hundred for their teams or whatever. And then throw a couple extra in there. Cause because the creativity that comes out of those is just so unique. Like you couldn't pay someone to like make you something like that because there's like a story behind it. You can explain it. Like when I'm sitting next to people on planes or wherever I am, um, you know, oh, that's a cool thing. Explain that. And it's got a story like that type of stuff is cool to me. I was at a Jimmy John's the other day wearing one of these shirts. It was the Zelda one. Yeah. And it was like, oh, are you really into Zelda, man? I was like, no, this is X team. And then I didn't explain what X team was. I just walked out. <laughs> Now his mind's blown. He's like, what is X-Team? <laughs> Does it say like xteam.com slash hire on the back or anything? Uh, well, you know, we used to have that, but it, no one wants to wear an ad. You know, that it's, is it's true. Just the, uh, the X-Team logo back there. Uh, just the X. So um, The curiosity works because I, I would have Googled it. Oh, too. yeah. Like if I would have saw your shirt. Well, it, yeah. It, it's the exclusivity, like you said. You don't want GitHub shirt. You want the one that's hard to get. Yeah, I want the one that not everybody has. All right, well, I'll wear it. You send it, I'll wear it on the show and give you guys shout outs and stuff too. Perfect. The cool thing about these, these are all limited run. So if you get one, no one's ever going to get it again. You can give me a used one. That's cool. Just send it even better story. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Awesome. Anything else that we need to, to do to wrap up here today? You guys feel pretty good? I think we're good. All this right. was a, a fantastic conversation. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much. All right, my friends, you guys have a lovely evening and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, it was lovely hearing, hearing your story as well, John. Great to meet you. Yeah, yeah, totally. Thank you, guys.